Welcome to the Unknown Subject, a criminal minds <laughs> podcast. Damn, I thought it was going to be so smooth. I really think I just stole that from you, didn't I? No, it's okay. We can tag team it. That's yeah. I guess that's what we do, huh? Yeah, that's why that's we're both here. Um, I'm Kelsey Paul. I'm Kelly McMaster's Parsons, and we're here today for a very special episode of Criminal Minds. We are. We we are in the thick of the greatness. The greatness. The beginning of, of the minds. greatness. It's right. when. The episodes start to get consistently good. Yes. They're memorable. I was thinking about it on my way here that I remember this episode very well. Yeah, me too. There are no, there is no really aspect of it that I cannot remember. So I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> are you going to just recite every line for no, us? No, I just like, you know. <laughs> there's no. no aspect I cannot I mean, remember. wise. Like, you know, a lot of times yeah. you'll be like, I remember this episode, but I don't remember exactly right. what happens. Or and I, remember I always this realize ep- it five minutes before the right. end. Right. And you're always like, it's kind of like, you'll, I remember this episode, but I don't remember how it ends. Or like, right. I remember the unsub, but I don't remember how we get there. Like, there mm-hmm. are just parts of it that's missing. I feel like I remember this one from top to bottom. Yeah. So I'm going to have to try really hard not to spoil it yeah as i go i'm excited i am too we were talking last week about how the reason we feel so strongly about these episodes is that we think these are the episodes that we first started really rehashing together as we were watching them i can so distinctly remember being at work and being like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) we just watched the craziest episode yeah it's it's some good stuff i'm very excited yeah this is also peak like Cassie and I binge watching this show. So yes. I have a lot of good weekend days spent yeah. watching this. A lot of nostalgia for good season two. <laughs> nostalgia for nine months ago. <laughs> it feels like it was so long ago. But I ago. don't think it was. Cause... I think it was more than nine months because we've been doing the podcast for six months. Okay. Fair enough. More than. More than. Seven. It was seven the other day. <laughs> you <laughs> because... keep track of our podcast anniversary? Well, our per- podcast anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, as I, I was just telling Kelsey before we recorded that my brother texted me that he started listening to our podcast. Yes, Sean, shout out. Shout out if you ever get this far. <laughs> um, he might give up and just start watching the show. <laughs> well, he has watched the show without the podcast, I think. But anyway, he started listening to the podcast. So I went back and listened to episode one. Mm. And I noticed the date that we posted it was April 22nd. Oh, okay. So... October so, yeah. 22nd was our six-monther. Wow. That's amazing. That's fantastic. What a ride it's been. <laughs> what a ride it's been. So to continue on that ride, today we're going to watch Season 2, Episode 6, The Boogeyman. The <laughs> Spooky. Is that your spooky horn? Yes. <laughs> um, At the top, I'd like to announce that this is my wife's trigger episode. Yeah, it is. Um. And she's here to watch it with us, so <laughs> we'll I've, see how triggered she gets. <laughs> we determined in this stretch of episodes between me and Kelsey, and then I took it back to Cassie, mm-hmm. um, that everybody has a style of episode that triggers them yes. and makes them extremely an un- uncomfortable. An unsub category, I would say. Right. Like, 
It's just ones that just really get to your creep factor. They just right. they just freak you out a little more than the rest of them. I feel like we've talked about it a little bit before. Mine are home invasions. I don't yes. like those. They really freak me out. Um, I will reserve my announcement yeah, gotta, of mine. We got to talk about yours at the next episode. <laughs> yeah. N- spoilers. Season two, episode seven is my trigger episode. Yes. So. And we can't talk about what the trigger is for Cassie yet because that will give away right. too much. We will we'll reconvene at the, at the end. Because <laughs> um, we're going to have a lot of thoughts. But Also, I'm just going to say this right now. Kelly gave me a white claw, so I'm going to be really burpy while we do this. <laughs> And she came with the ginger ale. So. I know. I've got so many bubbles in my body right now. <laughs> so many bubbles white in claws, your body. White claws, white claws and Trulies make me burp more than any other carbonated beverage. I don't know why. It seems like they have more car- carbonation. They're more carbonated. They are. Like It's to make them seem more exciting. I, I guess. But it's just... Yeah. So I'm going to try really hard not to just belch straight into this. I wish you would. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe I'll not. I'll forget what I'm doing, and I'll just let one out. Or you might hear some slurps. I don't know. This is classic us. <laughs> if we're recording at the McPargarita house, there's there gonna be treats. some food sounds. Absolutely. Um. Apologies for that interruption. Google was trying to download an update onto my computer, and how it dare just you? Google. Ruined everything. Ugh. But anyway. Let's just get into it, shall let's, we? Yeah, you know. Enough chatter. Enough of the chit chat. Yeah, let's. Straight to the goods. Yeah. We are about to begin season two, episode six. Yep. Titled The Boogeyman, and I will press play in three, two, one, go. We're getting a previously on. All right, yeah. Basically, this is just going to be an explanation of L's bullshit and why L is now what i suspended i don't know whatever her deal is yeah we're just recapping it's basically recapping just that when she lost her shit on that right. rapist guy what has really led us up to where she is right now yes, yes. so obviously this episode is going to be about her is it though i feel like well she's going to be like the b plot okay yeah we're gonna resolve her issues like yeah. her storyline is going to wrap up in this episode yeah um <laughs> I do love that recap of when she's yelling at Gideon and Hotch about how they didn't save her. And uh, Reed just, like, has, like, the classic just, like, I don't want to be here. Like, awkward side <laughs> yeah. eye where he's like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's, he also, like, was the only one who maybe yes. actually tried to who do knew? something. Yeah. He was the only one that knew she was having any issues. All right. All right. Helicopter shot over Quantico. Quantico. And we just zoomed in right on Hotch's ID badge and for some he reason. he is in his office, and here comes Elle. And she says, I got your message. What's she wearing? A blue button-up all buttoned all the way up to her neck. Yep. Um, so she he just gave her a case file, and he says, sit down. Um, and he's telling her that the Bureau has concluded its internal investigation, uh, and they accept her version of the story that she told of what happened with the rapist guy, yes. and that, which was that she said she was defending herself. 
which Hotch clearly does not believe. Yes. Based on how he's looking at her, which yes. is valid because it's not what happened. And because of that, he has at, he has requested that she have a psych evaluation, even though she has been cleared by the Bureau. And clearly Elle's pissed about that. Right. Because she, she's like... She's like, you think I'm lying? Yeah. I don't need a shrink. Yep. And it's like, well, honestly, regardless if you're lying, like, you've been through some trauma. Right. And you just kind of need to talk to somebody. But she's in denial and she just keeps being like, I'm fine. Ooh, he's reading her for filth. You're anxious. You're on edge. And yep. she says more than Reed and Mer- Morgan? Morgan. Which her point is valid, which is that in season one, both of them shot on subs at various times and they didn't have to, like, go through any Who did weird Morgan value. Shoot? I don't know. He always shoots somebody. He's yeah. always, like, he's the, the front line in. of the violence. Yeah. Um, Not everyone's an unsub, she says. Yep. Valid. And he says, don't be late. So he doesn't care. He wants her evaluated. Yeah. Another but, thing I'll note about her outfit, she's wearing blue and black together. Yeah, but that's like a royal blue. It's not a navy, <laughs> which I will allow. All right, so now we're cutting to um, just classic on subvision, like jump shots. There's a little boy running through the woods, and now we're seeing a bunch of kids on a playground, and one of the older boys is like telling them a scary story. Yeah. So he's talking about a little boy who's running through the woods and he stepped in something wet and he realized it was blood everywhere. I, I uh, want to point out our celebrity guest in this yes! episode, which is a baby L Little fanning. baby L Fanning. She's got her hair pinned back she's in a little so barrette. So they, in, have, they have to be like seven years old. Yeah, seven or she's eight. truly so cute. Someone just let these kids sit in the woods? They're at a playground. Are they? Yeah. Or some just kind sitting of picnic at a picnic ground. table. Well, a picnic ground. Cassie, Cassie just goes, it's a, it's a playground. It is. <laughs> You're right. So anyway, so there's telling the story about this little boy who's running through the woods and he's being chased by a scary old man. And he lives on this in this creepy house on a hill that like overlooks the playground. The one that's dot, dot, dot. Right behind haunted. Them. Yes. And so there's an actual house on the hill at this playground and he's like, that's where he lives. And so it's just that classic like urban legend type thing of like the creepy house in your neighborhood but they're saying that the old man eats kids he skins them and eats them yeah and it's just a matter of time until he strikes again we're getting this jump between the kid that's telling the story at the playground and then this actual little boy which we just find is an actual kid who got killed beaten to death 13 hours ago we are back at quantico around the round table yep JJ's going over the case with the team. Yep. Minus he, one because L is not there. Yes. But neither is Hotch yet. So. Right. Sorry, so there's minus two. been multiple boys who've been killed in this fashion, which is why the team is now being called in. Um, and there's they're pretty confident that it's the same offender who is hunting children, they say. Ooh. Creepy. Credits. Credits. Intro. It's not credits. It's theme song. Theme song, credits, whatever. We call it credits all the time, and I was thinking the other day, I was like, that's that's not right. Okay. Credits is the end. Okay. This is sadly the last Fair time Lo- Lola Glaudini will be in the credits. Glaudini. Intro. Intro. Glaudini? <laughs> I don't know. Glaudini. <laughs> Could be any of those things, honestly. <laughs> all right. So we're coming appreciate to her the end of this. I can. Yeah. And now we're long fade to black. All right. So we're... Uh, coming in a hot. She's coming in. Yeah, he's finally at work. And, and some other lady. Oh, that we've never seen oh, before. She's the evaluate. She's the psych person. person, psychologist. 
And she <laughs> says Psychiatrist or? She says to Hotch that Elle never showed up for her psych evaluation and she tried calling her multiple times and she wouldn't answer. So now Hotch is talking to Gideon and they're obviously talking about Elle and Gideon's just like, listen, like she let her emotions get in the way. Um but she is innocent until proven guilty. Like we I don't know, like the bureau like cleared her. Like what else is there to say? And oh, so he, she Gideon, went to Texas? Yeah. So, so Gideon's like, I'll go to Texas and find her. How did she get to... Te- Why'd she go to Texas? I don't... Is she from Texas? Oh, wait, she's not in Texas. I'm Hot, so she just confused. called her phone and look, he's watching her and she threw her phone in the trash. That's what you do when you're trying to, like, disappear. Um, Is this it? Yeah. I feel like she's... There's not a more ceremonious end? No. She just... Drives away. That's what I was saying. Is like it's very just like this is just in another step of how abrupt BMW. all of this is. Like yeah. it's so abrupt the storyline in the first place, and then she's just like gone. She just leaves. All right. So now we're on the jet, and um, they're talking about L. And Reed's like, "Hey, it was like a good. It was a good shot. Like she did what she needed to do." Um, but. Gideon just told them to focus on the case. Yeah, so. they were wondering where she was and yep. where Hotch is. And yeah, we got to focus on our A plot here, not all on our yeah. B plot. Um, so they're saying there's no sexual motivation that's apparent with this these killings. Um, it's just a thrill kill. Yep. A thrill kill. <laughs> um, yeah. There's got to oh! be... A- they can talk on the phone when they're on an airplane. <laughs> so JJ's phone is ringing. She answered it. Scientifically, we all can. I know, but like, <laughs> I know, but we're not supposed to. Nope. Um. <clears throat> so Reed <clears throat> just set, put forth the possibility that like maybe he was killed by a bully or someone who abused him, and um, JJ says that's very unlikely because they have another victim and it's a little girl now. So that Gideon's pointing out though that the sex of the victim doesn't matter at all. Mm. So they're Which also is, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like sometimes in, they really rely on the sex of the victim. Yeah. And then sometimes they're like, I, I guess, don't think it matters at all. Yeah. And I guess with like children, sometimes it doesn't it matters less. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the kid thing. Yeah, it's more about the them being young, boy, not girl than, thing. Yeah. Um so Gideon's giving them their assignments about where they're going to go. They're going to split up when they get there. Into the woods they go. Into Into the the woods. woods. Into the woods. (laughs) All right. So Gideon is with what can only be described as a sheriff. Oh, I'm putting together the Texas thing. Me too. That's where the crime is. I'll go to Texas. You find Elle. (laughs) Okay. We've made it full circle we just didn't read those captions thank goodness well. that this local cop is dressed like such a stereotypical texas ranger that we were able to put two and two together <laughs> he's got his 10 gallon hat on he's got he's a got six his, shooter on the side he's got his fingers in his belt yeah he's ready um all right so there two belts one belt for the gun one belt for his pants that's yeah <laughs> yeah what Nothing. That's called a holster. It's not a belt. It's not a second belt. <laughs> well, it's got a belt buckle. <laughs> Would you call it a holster buckle? No, I wouldn't call it anything. <laughs> All right, Gideon's staring. Yeah, We're not he's talking staring. through anything important. Yeah, so don't worry. He is. He's staring. Um, the sheriff did make the comment, though, as they all do, that he's like, I've never seen anything like this in my time here. Yeah, <laughs> it like, doesn't happen until it does, bro. Exactly. 
It's um, not like so now we're at the one city. newest crime scene with the little girl, and it's not very far away from where the boys were attacked. Um, Ooh. Oh, and the coroner is saying that this one, this time, the unsub continued to beat her after she was dead. So, like, that's, like, aggressive. He's spending more time. He's just kind of escalating in his sadism yeah. and his love of the violence. Yep. Um, and the coroner is saying that, like, this area, this wooded area is very, very large. People don't really, like, come here to hang out and, like, stroll. It's a hunting area. Um, so it's not really a place like a bunch of kids should be around, really. Right. But if there's a playground nearby, like, why wouldn't they be there? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, well, okay. we don't know that. Okay. That's the woods that those kids were talking about. It looks about. very similar. It does. I guess they pointed out that house, too. Yes. All right, we're talking to another guy. We're at a, like what appears to be like a town hall meeting, and the guy that's talking, he says that he's the guidance counselor at the local school. I would like to give a comparison. He kind of has the aesthetic of Brad Paisley. Yes. Um, he's also in Sweet Home Alabama, which I know because I just watched that movie today. Whoa. Um, I was going to say he looks like Brad Paisley because he's wearing a Paisley shirt, and that's the dumbest thought I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> All right. L, not, not L. L. JJ, JJ and Dorgan are at a, talking, oh, they're at an elementary school. Yeah, they're talking right, to the duh, kids. they're kids. And they're answering questions, but they're also like, hey, like, be smart. And L Fanning's there. Yes. And her and the, friend is asking questions, and they're like, and she basically was like, could, what, could this happen to us? Like, what happened to this little girl? Um, and Dorgan's like, as long as you remember your buddy system and you stay together, you're going to be fine. All right. Back to adults. Yeah. Um, um, and one of the victim's mother is there and she's like, did you find his hat? Um, he had a red hat on when he left. We saw, we've been cutting in and out of shots of the boy running yeah, and he was wearing, he a red hat. wearing his red hat. Um, All right. so they put a curfew in place. 5 PM. Woo. That's early. And then he, they also just say to the parents, like, just make sure you know where your kids are. Which, like, hey. It's 10 p.m. Do you where, know, do you know where, where your children, children are? Um, fun fact, just always know where your kids are. Yeah. Like, All right. Uh, all right. So our punk kids three are at boys. the house. Yes. They're at the creepy house that they were talking about, the one on the hill. And they're daring one of them, the youngest, the youngest looking one, I would say, yeah. to go up and knock on the door. Yeah. And he's like, no, he clearly doesn't want to. He's scared of the old man, quote unquote, yeah. who lives there. They want to ding dong ditch it. Yep. So they're like, come on, he's you like, have to go, go. Go. And this guy's house is very nice. Yeah, it's got like a big, like, brick stone stairway, like, a very lovely elaborate. Bird sculpture. Mm hmm. And but he's like just, it's he's walking it's a little stairs. dilapidated like it's got yeah. some like yeah it's, it's overgrown it's creepy it clearly hasn't been cared for it's fallen apart oh, yeah. a little bit Lots oh, of plants. oh some bones, bones in a uh wind chime yeah a bone chime a bone chime all right so we're seeing him walk up to the house and there is certainly someone inside who's watching him through the window so he's walking up very slowly. Um, and then, of course, the stupid other kids who dared yeah. him run away, which is like classic bully. What was I going to call them? Dumb Bull. and Dumber. What's in Alice in Wonderland? What do they call it? Tweedledee Tweedle and Tweedledum. Yeah. And they're oh. like, he's like, Simon. He's like, guys, he's where'd you go? Back. And he's. It's like, bro, just run. They're not there anymore. You could tell them that you knocked and they'll never know. He got so close. So he's backing away. And, then he, goes, <gasps> and he looks behind him. Fade to black. 
Fade to black. Still in black. So long. Why have we not fixed so the long, long fade to black? Okay, All Hotch. right, so Hotch is driving. And he's, he's talking not to in Texas. He's talking to Gideon on the phone. And she's like, he went to her, she went to her apartment. She got a bag. She threw her cell phone away. And Gideon's like, she's running. And Hotch is like, I know. I'm following her. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got ourselves. Uh, We're back in the police crusty station. Crusty little redhead. Yeah, this little kid's like, dad, his dad is the guidance counselor. And he's like, Brad dad. Paisley. And he's like, you have to go. I'm working. Um, so, so Gideon's kind of giving the profile now. Yeah, it was um, very early in the episode for the profile. Yeah. I think there's a, a little bit of an urgency to this, obviously, because it's kids that are the right. target. So as he's talking to the cops, a woman with um, a little boy walks in. I think it's the kid who walked up to the house. No, it's not. Yes. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's a much it's, younger kid. I yeah, I remember who they are. Yep. And so she's comes in and she goes, my son Matthew is missing. Um, and she's like, his teacher saw him leave school and then like nobody's seen him since. All so right. now everybody's like, we got to go. Yeah, that ruins our profile delivery yep. because we got to go find this kid. Yep. Um, I think it's the kid that did go to the house, though. Yeah, I think so, too. So JJ, um, the mom is pregnant. So JJ, like, pulls up a chair for her and she's like, yeah, JJ's he, doing what she does best, which yeah. is be JJ having a heart. <laughs> yeah. And Gideon is literally just looking at them from across the room yep. and finally walks over. And so he walks over to the little brother and he's like, hey, like, you look upset. Like, like you've got something on your mind um little brother like has have a, a secret he's a beautiful bowl cut yeah he's very cute and he's just looking he down and he says like do you have a secret and he nods and the mom's like do you are you yeah. hiding something like do you know something you and he something? looks so sad he's got the just killer puppy dog eyes yeah he does wow so he knows something about his brother and he's trying to keep a secret and so gideon's like you can tell me and uh, he says and he- maddie said that he was gonna go ring the doorbell at the haunted house on the hill and Finnegan's the place. Gui- the guidance counselor says Finnegan's place. This old guy that lives up the hill. I liked my impression better. Yeah, it was better. Yours right. sounded like he was like. I was just. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they're explaining to the team like that. There's this just like weird ghost story about this guy, <laughs> and they've all eating heard kids. it about him eating kids. And Morgan's like, hey, sometimes, like, the truth is scarier than the stories. Like, these stories don't come out of nowhere. Like, they have a origin. We've cut to Elle, though. She's in the cemetery at her dad's tombstone. And she says, I'm sorry, Dad. And, and she knows Hotch her. is behind her because yep. she's like, yep. She and says, she, You've, been follow- you've been following me. And he's like, what is going on with That's you, That's a different dude? shirt than she was wearing before. Yeah, she had a little costume change. And Hotch is like, just talk to me. I'm listening. Like, what is up with you, dude? And she's like, okay. (laughs) She looks so tired. She does. I wanted to be part of the team. Um, But when I needed the team, I was all alone. So it all just comes back to just them, to just the PTSD that she has from what happened to her. Yeah. Which is valid. It's like, L, no one is saying that you don't have a right to feel that way. But, like, you going rogue and shooting a rapist isn't a good thing um hot just kind of profiling her to yes. try to get her to confess that she's lied yeah about what happened leading to her killing that guy yeah um and he's like what are we gonna do about this he's really like, pushing her buttons yeah and she just and she's, looks she looks away like yeah. she's gonna cry yeah now we've cut to some cop cars in the dark i think we're approaching we're rolling up Finnegan's to finnegan's place, place. <laughs> you're right we should be doing all of this in a southern accent yeah huh? like 
don't you have you you now have family in texas i do, do you my in-laws married are into from a texas, texas family mm-hmm. so let's hear that accent girl. i mean i've only <laughs> been to texas once so hey more than me i do right. know that you call it a vehicle use that's how you say it you gotta right. put emphasis on the h in vehicle vehicle the vehicle um <laughs> so morgan of course is gonna be like first one through the door he's g- going up to the to the front he's got his gun pointed at the windows though yeah back to the door yeah how much do you want to bet oh it's open the door opens classic haunted house mr finnegan there's no lights on inside so they're coming in with their flashlight <laughs> the way the local detective just jumped in he's moving so, so like dramatically like, like he like, took like Big, one big long strides it's like, very weird he took one like play fighting like, yeah fight acting class in yeah. theater school 20 years ago and yeah. that's his training yeah like wow so gideon and reed are like in the back somewhere it looks like a shed or something they're also not finding anything it's they just barely dark. went in there and gideon it's just clears dark. it and it, it was clear that there's like a bunch of shit in there so yeah. like anybody could be hiding yeah <laughs> All right, right, so Finnegan obviously has a lot of land here. Yes, a lot of space. Everybody's just hopping around corners. Yeah. But they've now, they're now separated. They shouldn't be separated. Yeah, never separate. (laughs) (laughs) Reed just turned around and there was a dead deer hanging upside down behind him. It was gross. Lights don't turn on. Morgan just tried to turn the lights on. Yep. So, So local sheriff says that nobody's upstairs. Finnegan's not there. And neither is the missing boy, Maddie. Something's telling me Finnegan's dead. dead. And you know what happens when Finnegan dies? We have to have Finnegan's wake. But um, shh, literature joke. I don't know what that means. Finnegan's wake. I don't know what that is. It's a book. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. All right. So Gideon and Reed are still out there in the back somewhere. Really running. And they see somebody because oh. they say FBI don't move. Oh, it looks like it's a bowl Maddie. Cut to me. Yeah. So it looks like he's Matt, afraid. Yeah, he just got scared, I think, and just went yeah, and he hid. Got scared and hid, but he seems to be fine. Yeah, and he's like, I just didn't want the old man to find me. And well, Gideon's like, It's all right. Why did he turn around like he was the frickin' dramatic chipmunk? What? That scene before that long fade to black, his turnaround was like, <gasps> Oh, we're was gonna have just- to find out. He must have seen something to freak him out. Right. All right. All right. So they're talking to um, Garcia. Garcia's got info on Finnegan. And she's also knitting. She is. She's She's begun what I would like to acknowledge as her peak Pen- personality. Penelification. That's yeah, like yeah, she's, she's becoming like, like her quirky self. Right, like she's the queen bee. Yep, she's got everything she needs. She can manipulate them because she's not there. Yeah, she's not one of them, and she's freaking out. Reed, with yeah, she's ghosts. telling him a ghost story. But basically, what she found out by doing even just like a tiny bit of research is that any allegations against this guy were false. Like, there's never been any real truth to what he was accused of right. doing. Um, but it's creeping read out because yeah, he's like he's alone really... in his house and the lights don't work ah! and so morgan, morgan just right scared him. him do you think maybe this episode premiered around halloween maybe it has that vibe i'm gonna look it up um you continue so it turns out here. apparently matthew was just afraid of a tree branch oh okay so well i'm glad we got some yeah closure on that 
So they're looking around and we're seeing that Finnegan had a lot of guns and Reed's like, well, the unsub didn't use a gun. So that doesn't really track. And it's obvious from all of the dead animals around that Finnegan's a hunter. Yeah, he's a big hunter. But there is a little backpack with Rob. He has backpacks for Robbie Davis, Sarah Peterson, which are two of the victims. Um, But Morgan's like, why wouldn't he get rid of these unless maybe he considers them as trophies? Yeah. So they're, I guess, feeling pretty confident that it is Finnegan at this point. Right. The backpacks are certainly damning. Right. Crow cause. So they're out looking for stuff. And there's a cop... There's a bunch of cops like combing the woods and a car pulls up behind him. And I think it's local detective. It's local sheriff detective. Well, one of the local detectives. I can't keep them straight. They're all oh, wearing I masks. know. They all look the same. You can't see their faces, really. Yeah. Um, but he's telling the rest of them that they found the little boy. Um, oh. oh, no. But We've this just... guy just hit a bear trap of some kind. It's a bear trap. It's a bear trap. Oh, there's a hand in it. It's a dead guy. It's Finnegan. He's buried in a pile of leaves. He got trapped in his own trap. And he's dead as hell. Oh. It's like, well, we found Finnegan. Ew, his brain is out. Well, yeah, he got chomped on. This premiered on my birthday, October 25th, 2006. Definitely a Halloween episode. I turned 14 that day, guys. Well. All right. So now they've got crime scene people out there yep and they're saying at first look it seems like his heart gave out so it's technically natural causes but he probably like got caught in his Ew. trap and he caused him coyotes were eating him well yeah that's what they do but they deduce that he did not commit the murders because yeah, he's he been was dead. dead yep He's been dead for a long time based on how much of him was eaten by the coyotes. but the coroner points out that it doesn't make sense how he got covered up by those leaves so they are mm. not the first to find him somebody else found his body and covered it up right someone is coming to the house with those yes. backpacks yes those were still there right um all right we're back in the house back but in it's the house daylight and it seems like they've just been like hanging out there right they've just casually been living in this man's house yep so they're saying, okay, Finnegan's been dead for a while. Nobody else figured that out, but the unsub knew and was right. using this house as, like, a place to go and using it to his advantage that Finnegan was dead. Right. Um, All right. So Reed is reading his journals. He's figuring out that Finnegan's wife left him. That's oh, okay. why he became a recluse and why he would look out the window. He was waiting for her to come back. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. Poor Finnegan. So in the kitchen, there's a bunch of food that's been delivered by the church because the church has a program where they deliver food to the like elderly. A, like a Meals on Wheels situation. Like a meals on Wheels. So they're saying a lot of the food has been touched, all except for cream spinach. Yeah, someone really freaking hates cream spinach. Right. So someone is coming and eating the food, which is why I'm sure the people didn't put together that he was dead because they, you know, they leave the food and they come back and it's right, gone. Like, exactly. It's like, oh, he must be in there. Um... So they're like, all right, maybe there'll be prints on the food containers to figure out who it is yeah. that's coming here and eating. This I don't stuff. see Reed's belt buckle for his holster. He has a different type of holster. There's more than one type of holster in the world. Those cabinets are filthy. Yeah, they're gross. The windows look like someone smeared butter all over them. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, so Gideon's phone rang and he left. And so now Morgan and Reed are talking about Elle. And it's clear that Reed 
feels partially responsible for what happened because he was like, I talked to her that like on that trip she was drinking, like she, I knew she was having trouble with stuff, like, and I didn't say anything. Yeah. So, are we back at the station? Or are we? Still, I hope so. Are we in another part of the house? I don't know. It looks too clean. I think that's the station. It does. Yeah. And so there's they're all like just like having pot. coffee. Um. Um. So. I think they're talking about urban legends, like, in their own hometowns. She's talking about... She's telling a scary story about camp and, like, finding blood. And she when she was a camp counselor, she's fucking with them. Yeah. Because they're talking about how, like, every town has those kind of, like, scary stories. But Reed and Morgan are eating it yeah, up. Yeah, Morgan literally just dramatically raised one eyebrow. Yeah. And she, like, JJ is just, like, selling it hard. Yeah. Morgan literally puts his food down. He yeah. can't eat anymore. And Reed looks so disturbed. Um, oh, they, she said the caretaker stabbed him. Yep. And she goes, that's when I decided I didn't like the woods. And Morgan's like. And Morgan's like, what? what? You're serious? She's like, And yeah. she's like, no. <laughs> Got him. Gotcha, bitch. And they're laughing. Now they giggle. So funny. You see that Shamar Moore smile. Yeah. All right. Oh, also, we made out Reed's really afraid of the dark. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm afraid of the dark, too. I'm going to own up Morgan to goes, payback's a bitch, but that was pretty good, JJ. <laughs> All right, Ooh, so... and Garcia is flirting yeah. up with Morgan. She just called Morgan saying they don't even need words. Ooh. So there are two sets of prints on the food containers, one for a child and one for an adult. Um, so she's running the prints, but she hasn't found anything yet. Um, she calls herself the intrepid hacker. Yeah. What a beast. Someone maybe just fell over upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the second set of prints is the guidance counselor, a.k.a. Brad, Brad Paisley. Paisley. So now, of course, we got to consider that he's the unsub. So they're like, we got to go get him. Yeah. He says, we just found our unsub. All right. Book him. Sick him. <laughs> I don't really okay. know what sickum means, but I know you people say that say to it. a dog. Oh. <laughs> Bring the canine unit and sickum. Yeah, okay. All right. So they haven't gone in yet. They're just kind of like they're being like it was right in front of our eyes. He yeah. injected himself in the investigation. And they're standing outside of his house, and they're like, "All right, he's really organized. Like, we got to be careful about this." Oh, his um, wife walked out, and they're like, "There's your stressor." Yep. Let's so start. they say, "Guys, he's on the move. He came out of the house," and so they're like, "Hey." You know, uh, Mr. Charles, you know, the comedian who goes, and he's going to run. He's going to run. There he goes. There's your stressor. There's, there's your sign. Yeah. Yeah. Blue, blue oh, collar. He's comedy. trying to run. Yep. Oh, oh, it's not Jeff Foxworthy. It's the other it's one. It's the other one. Bill Angle. It's not Larry. The Bill Angle. There's four. It's the one who is. Oh, not, who's the one that goes? They call me taters. <laughs> that's Bill Engel, I feel. No, that's not. I don't know. We need to stop talking about this. We'll come back to it. Um, okay, so they just found the little boy's red hat. <gasps> this is incriminating. But yeah. again, it's only 34 minutes since we've started report, recording the podcast. So, so much I don't is know. left to happen. So they've brought <laughs> a guidance counselor man into the police station and they're Morgan interrogating him. could not have more dramatically thrown that notebook on the table. Yeah. He throws it like... And he's it's like the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> that's there's not nothing a, on it. I was. Is that how you would toss the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> if I was Thomas Jefferson and I just oh. wrote it, I'd be like, "Suck it, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Take that, King George." So, um, 
they're definitely going like he's playing bad cop right now. Oh to, yeah, Morgan's getting guy. in his face. Yep. And he's like, "We Listen. found your prints all over everything." Yep. And he says, "Of course you found them. I I delivered them." Yeah. Which is like, and, and Morgan like, looks away like, "Shit." Wait, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> And the sheriff is like, that is true. He started the food bank. Like, that's his whole thing. So it makes sense. And now we're to the hat. Yeah, the red hat. And so he's like, why do you have Morgan's this red hat? looking at it. He also throws it on the table, but not like the Declaration of Independence. No. And uh, the guidance counselor just kind of like isn't saying anything. He like won't make eye contact. Mm-mm. Um, and he's like, oh, are you so proud of this? Is this your like keepsake? You couldn't get rid of it? Um. And he's like, hey, like, I heard that you've had a rough six months. Like, your wife left you. Like, you got some stuff going on. Brad Paisley has some great sideburns. He really does. Nice and trimmed. Mm -hmm. I don't like sideburns that are out of control. Yep. So Morgan's doing his classic BAU thing, which is just to be like, I get it. Like, you've lost control in your personal life. Like, you're looking for ways to, like, take that control back. You might be impotent. Oh, yeah. Always throw the penis in. Talk about their dicks. Yeah. That nothing gets to an unsub quicker than insulting his floppy worm? <laughs> Dead worm. <laughs> oh, he's he snapped. He snapped. <laughs> and Morgan loves it. He's like, that was exciting, James. Did I hit a nerve? And he's mad. He's like, I want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That ain't about to happen. And then come over Ooh, here and sit, sit your, your ass, ass down. down. I said sit down. Yeah, because they think you killed kids. They're yep. about to treat you like shit, man. Yep. So it's like, it's weird because like he's not denying it, but he's right. also not admitting it. He just seems pissed off. So like, I feel like, yeah. All right. Okay. So you have just discovered that the second set of prints on the food did not match the victims. Yep. And, and it doesn't. it's working. not in the system. So they haven't found it. Is Reed just playing with handcuffs? He certainly is. Um, oh, he's getting himself out of them. Oh, cool. Um, so JJ is, they're trying to track down the guidance counselor's son, Jeffrey, which is the little redheaded boy that we saw in right. the beginning. Um, and they're like, she's calling because they need to take him into Child Protective Services. Um, but I don't think they can find oh. him. JJ pulls a Gideon and just walks away. Yeah, she did. Ah, um, Jeffrey didn't go to school. His father said he was sick. Oh, dum-dum. And we just hear Morgan yelling. Yep. So Gideon just called Morgan. What happened he, to our nice stylish earpieces? Yeah, we're 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 throwing it old school. No yeah, earpieces. We're in Texas. Yeah. We don't need no newfangled earpieces <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> this is Texas justice. So Morgan is like, so, like, what were you doing? Were you working your way up to the person that you wanted to kill the most, which is was your son? Like, what did you do with him? And That's... he's just shaking his head like, he's like, yeah. Ooh. And he's like, shut up. Don't say that. He keeps talking about the marriage, which mm-hmm. is really what's getting to the to yep. Brad. Yeah, he's not liking it at all. Brad's real name is James, FYI. Yeah, James looks like, guidance counselor James looks like he's about to crack. He also kind of looks like the Grinch. No, Paint him green. Picture him green in your mind. No, I'm not Grinch. seeing Grinch. I'm not seeing Grinch. All right, we're ransacking James Brad Charles's Paisley's home. house. And by ransacking, I mean going through with a fine tooth comb. Okay, so um, we, we just found an EpiPen. Pen. What could it be for? Perhaps an the allergy? one thing that didn't get eaten in the food? Way to give it away. Well, anyone 
one could draw that conclusion. That is a very large leap I, that you just made. Well, You're- it's so ridiculous to point out that someone didn't eat any spinach. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Reed goes into the fridge and he's like, I found something kind of weird. And there's duct tape all over all the dairy products. Yep, all the dairy products are duct taped shut. Um, they've been sealed off. Um, and Gideon's that's like, that's helpful. so helpful. Um, all right. Well, so we're back allergic. to Morgan and he's just still going at it. And Gideon comes in and he's like, let me have a word with him. And Morgan's like, fine, I'll go cool Yeah. Off. All right. And Gideon is he's pouring, pouring him a cup coffee. of coffee. And how much do you want to bet he's going to put, see if he likes dairy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'd love a cup of coffee. And he's going to, I guarantee you, he's going to be like, do you need milk? And he says, yes. So he's not the one who can't have dairy. So it's got to be the kid. Yep. Got to be Lil Jeff. Yep. Lil Jeff. <laughs> this your boy, Lil Jeff, coming at you. <laughs> All right. So Gordian's, Gordian. <laughs> Gideon? <laughs> Wait, that's Gideon, but carved into a pumpkin. <laughs> Next year for Halloween. Um. So Gideon just sat down and goes, so when did you find out that your son's a murderer? Oh, wait. What? And he goes, what? And you he's brought, like. You brought the food, but your son ate them. Yep. Everything except the cream spinach because he can't have dairy. Mm. Um. Bye. And the guidance counselor guy is like, listen, bring a piece of paper in. I will write the confession. Yeah. So clearly he's trying to protect his kid. Yeah. I, he's also not incriminating him. He's like, okay, you found the EpiPen. Like, yeah, so he's what? allergic to cream spinach. And um, Gideon's like, just tell me what's going on, dude. And, and the guidance counselor's like, why does any of this matter? And Gideon was like, well, Jeffrey's allergy is dangerous. Jeffrey's allergy. Um, And so you wrapped... Ah, oh, the cream spinach was wrapped. Mm-hmm. So he knew he was delivering his food to his son. Right. Why else would it be wrapped? Right. And he just said he found the baseball cap. So he put this together a long time ago. Or no. Well, no, he, says he, he just found, found the... the baseball cap. He must have he just must known have just... that his son was hanging out up there. Yeah, he had to have known that he was, like, hanging out with Finnegan. Um, And Ooh, he was like, he I found, found the them... hat in his the kid's drawer. So the kid kept it as a trophy. And so Gideon's like, all right, well, where is he? <laughs> Cut to a school bus. I would like to hope that Brad Paisley was, when he was arrested, he was clearly going somewhere. Yeah. And oh, wish you would he hope that he was going to find the kid. Or to give the hat to the, the police. police. Mm, maybe. All right. So little baby Elle Fanning just got off of the bus with the two bully kids. And she was like, we need we're to- all supposed to walk together. Yeah. And buddy like, system. Oh, <laughs> Jeffrey. Jeffrey just turned around and he's like, I'll walk with you. Jeffrey, you shouldn't be walking alone. He looks like a creepy doll you would pull the string on the back of. He literally like, looks like Do Chucky. Do you wanna play? And he has a baseball bat. A big metal baseball bat. They don't even allow that in the MLB. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All I right. had a metal baseball bat. Okay. I had two. Okay. <laughs> when I got my first one, I slept with it in my bed that night. I was so excited. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, so yeah, that's- All right. So um, the dad is saying that he doesn't know where the kid is. He left him at home. And Gideon was like, well, he's not there now. Um, and also Tracy Bell's gone missing. Tracy, Tracy Bell, is- Bell is Elle Fanning. Yeah. She put the L in Bell. So they're going to go out and look for her. Not with any urgency, apparently. Yeah, they kind of were walking slowly. All right. So she's walking behind Jeffrey and they're going through the playground. And Jeffrey starts spinning on the 
merry-go-round. And she's like, how much longer? Is and that it's a like, merry-go-round? It's like, El, like, aren't you going to your house? Like, I don't understand what's happening right now. But she she's says, like, my legs are tired. My legs are tired. And he yanks her backpack <laughs> and throws off. it. And she's like, why'd you do that? Shut up. And he's like, shut up. Keep walking. Yeah. So he's like starting to snap. And he's like, I told you to shut up. And he pushed her down. <laughs> ah! But she kicks him. <laughs> you kick him, Elle. He went to, to, <laughs> she's, to hit her. She just kicked him in the knee. <laughs> it was such a, like, a gentle kick, though. Like, well, the shot was just like, boop. You know, they're like, okay, you're going to kick him now. But like, <laughs> yeah. don't do it too hard. Yeah, just, you just have to put your foot. It'll just be a quick cut. Yep. All so right. they're, so at they're the- just sauntering through the park now. They yeah. pulled up where Elle met up with Redhead. Yes. Which is where her bus dropped off. So that's yeah. where they knew to kind of start. Um, Whose bus doesn't drop, drop them off any closer to their home? My bus dropped me off right across the street. Ours was down the street. Hmm. Um, Privilege. Living so, on a main road. So they are pointing out kind of the catch to this is that they were the ones that implemented the buddy system. So like psycho yeah. Jeffrey is now just playing their own, like their game better right. than they are. Cause he's using that to his advantage. All right. So she's running, running. and he's just like slowly Crazy. chasing her, <laughs> which like, he's clearly having fun with this. Like yeah, he's dragging his baseball, but he's like, bad. Oh, like I'm just kidding. Like I was playing, like come back. And like, she's like mm. don't be a baby. Like it was, it was just a joke. But he's, he just, it's not a joke. He's really looking. Yep. But she's running, 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 running. Ew, he's now he's name running creepy. too. He's, he's like, Tracy. Tracy. And she's running and the poor thing is running <laughs> so badly. <laughs> like It's like every step is in quicksand. Yeah. Like. And her, she's running like Phoebe in the episode <laughs> where Phoebe can't run in France. She is. All right. So they're all but running after her. They find um they find Jeffrey's baseball glove and her backpack. So they know that they're close. So they're like, all right, everybody's split up. Just run and run wildly into all directions yeah. into the woods and Which see seems if you to can be what them. Tracy's doing. <laughs> yeah. And she finds a tree. That she's gonna clearly hide behind. Don't stop moving, girl. She was tired. she just she's, said how tired she was. She has the least amount of stamina of any seven year old I've ever seen. <laughs> She looks like she's she looks like she's about to pass out and he's right and there's there. Jeffrey and he swings at the tree and she runs away. Yep. So Gideon, comes Gideon Gideon is also running like an idiot. Why? But at least he's running fast. <laughs> but his arms are swinging. So you, they can hear Tracy <laughs> screaming. And she's and just She's just crab walking. Yes, they're all running. The jump cuts and out comes Gideon. He just grabs Jeffrey and like yanks the bat out of his hand. And JJ gets Tracy. I guess that's the benefit of when the kid's the unsub. You can just run up behind him and pick him up. (laughs) (laughs) And JJ is just hugging Tracy. And they're all just staring at Jeffrey like you fucking weird kid. Wow. So how quickly is he going to now be like, hey, so I didn't know. So Gideon's in the back of the cop I car with Jeffrey. I think he's going to be like, I knew. I'm fucking crazy, man. And Gideon's like, why did you hurt those kids? And he just looks at him. Single tear down his eye. And he says, because I wanted to. Ew, what a freak. What a psycho. And here's his dad. You know what dad. they say, redheads have But no then he souls. sees his dad right as they roll up the window and they do this dramatic like hand to hand through the cop car window. <laughs> That kid gets out of prison like 10 years later. Oh, absolutely he does. Kid murderers. Yep. Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper wasn't a kid when he murdered. Oh, I guess the he first time he was. Yeah. Um, now we're I just would... getting a slow-mo as the cop car pulls away and the dad watches his psycho kid drive off. Yep. 
And there's some dramatic early 2000s emo music playing. Yeah. Um, I would like to rescind my comment that gingers have no souls. I was just being funny. (laughs) My brother is a ginger. (laughs) And he said that his whole life. It's a joke. So we're back on the Do I sound like Bob Saget? (laughs) When he's like, it's a joke. Everybody's sleepy. And Reed um, says. Is that a new couch? It looks like it. It's green. Morgan was like kind of falling asleep, but Reed's like, I should have said something to Gideon and Hotch or to any of you guys. Like after I talked to Elle that night, like I knew something was going on. I forgot on, about Elle. And I should have said something. <laughs> wow, that was quick. <laughs> so Morgan takes out his earbuds and he's like, all right, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it's not yeah, your fault. Don't blame yourself on yeah. me. Like you were trying to help her. You thought you were helping her. You thought you were doing the right thing. But like. Yeah. She made her choice. If I were him, I would be like, oh, you fuckers are the problem. I'm the one who tried. Yeah, the rest the rest of you didn't even ask her how she was yeah. doing. Um, So Gideon's on the phone with Hotch, and he's like, has she admitted to anything? And Hotch was like, no, still won't say anything. So and in comes doing, Elle. Doing the right thing, says Gideon Gordian. Yeah. So Hodge dramatically hangs up the phone and there's Elle. And she's like, was that Gideon? And he's like, yeah. Have they just been sitting quietly and in she, the office all day? Elle, yeah, together. Elle says, well, tell him I say goodbye. Also, the day has changed because we saw the sun come up at in Finnegan's. Tex- yeah, you're but right. But why is she in the same outfit? Do you think they filmed it intending the graveyard scene to be the next day? Because I don't know. Because of the outfit change? The gra- I don't know, maybe. So she just put her gun and her badge on his desk and she's like, I have to go. And she's like, I used to get really excited about being here and I was really like energetic and now like I'm just a nervous wreck when I'm here. Yeah. The sound of the phone ringing paralyzes me. Yeah. I'm not the same person. Now she's, she's like, if I had to do it all over again, at least I wouldn't change a thing. Yep. And she goes, and Hatch says, even though you killed somebody. And she's like, God. She dramatically looks away. You don't get it. You don't get it, Hatch. Damn it. It was street justice. And she goes, I guess that's it then. So clearly they're just never going to like see eye to eye about what happened. She clearly thinks that she did the right thing. He clearly doesn't. Well, Um, the ends justify the means, in my opinion, on that one. Yeah, okay. Um, And she's kind of getting teary eyed and she's like, I'm going to miss that you never smile. And she just and she walks there away. She goes. And there, there she goes. There goes Lola Glaudini. Bye bye. She grabs her bag and there's Elle. She walks out the door. We never see her again. Wow. And Hotch just watches her walk away. And then he says to an empty room, I'm going to miss you too. And that bullshit is why she lost her mind. <laughs> that because, they couldn't speak to each other. You don't communicate properly. I can't find the remote. Oh, Lift no. Your legs up. Oh, no. Anyway, we can't let North Mammon start playing. No, we certainly can't. We cannot. Um, so that's the end of the episode. There it is. That's it, and that's a wrap on Solid El Away. So, yeah, that's a that's a wrap. This is a big episode for that alone. Like it that's is. she walks out the door. We never see her again. Never again. Um, I have small hopes because season fourteen is about to begin mm-hmm. in January, and it's the la- 15. or fifteen. Sorry. Yeah. It's the last season. You think they're going to do bring back some I oldies? Want, I want her to come back. Maybe she will. Giddy. I feel like there's a lot of people that want her to come back and some other characters that are no longer in the cast. Yeah. Um, that I won't reveal. Yeah, don't don't spoil. The it. cast stays the same from now until the Forever. end. Forever. <laughs> um uh, I would I would call that a very solid episode. I agree. Um a good mislead. 
a good that, mislead. Honestly, I remember the first time I watched this, it got me. Yeah. It like, like really what? I mean, they really convince you it's the dad. Yeah. They do. It's so convincing. They do. Um so I guess now we can reveal what kind of unsub freaks Cassie out. Children. <laughs> Children who murder people. The sh- <laughs> if you the can't hear her, she just worst. says, they're the worst. They are creepy. They for are sure. creepy. I will give you. Because that's my second kind of, that would be my second tier category, I guess. Right. Behind home invasion. Because I do have a very strong fear that I'm going to raise a psychopath. <laughs> but you're going to know. I don't know if you guys heard that, but Cassie just said they're going to stand over your bed ready to kill you with a knife. Um, I mean, just put yourself in the guidance counselor's place. Like, you guidance counselor's place, you open your kid's drawer and there's a dead kid's hat in there. Like, what do you do when you have that realization of like, oh my God, like my kid has been murdering other kids. I really... I think it's something that we've already noticed in season two is that they build up this amazing storyline, lead you through all these paths and like really navigate it and then wrap it up and don't really go into why he was pushed to to murder. He He was a psycho. Because I want to. That's what's. They don't have a reason. Yes. She is right. I mean, I guess. That is, there is something that is so creepy and scary to the insanity behind certain unsubs. Not just kids, right. but any unsub in general, which is that, like, I feel like there is something comforting in, like, rationality. Like, when you can, ra- like, when you can rationalize with someone, it's like, okay, we can, like, get down to logic. Like, I could talk yeah. you out of this. But if somebody, like, when we have unsubs who are just, like, so deep into a delusion that, like... There is no rationale behind anything anymore. Like, you can't rationalize with them because they're just nuts. Like, that is terrifying. But then you put it into a kid who just does things because, like, they have an impulse to. And it's just like, I wanted to, so I did it. Like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Scary. I'm with Cassie on this one. I feel it. I mean, it's scary, but I still think they could, like, explore it more. I think it's an untapped trove of the beginnings of the criminal mind sure to talk to kid murderers don't have time for we that. need <laughs> child mind hunter oh <laughs> we need criminal minds for kids <laughs> oh dear um yeah but i almost think that in this case it is creepier and for like a story line the the impact is greater because there is no reason. Like, right. he just wanted to do it, yeah. and so he did it. You have to imagine the amount of, like, for most killers who it takes until they're an adult yeah. to have that part of their brain really begin and kick yeah. in is insane. But in a kid that starts killing, like, yeah. it's got to be so much stronger. Like, that brain is just, I don't know. I, I, yeah. It, it's got a I guess it brings up the nature versus nurture yeah a little bit yeah um but obviously if the home life wasn't great which it clearly wasn't I mean I feel like I the dad know. was trying it's not his fault that his wife left right but yeah I mean I guess you could make the argument though that like okay they initially thought that the wife leaving was a stressor for the dad yeah but it, it, it was, was a stressor it was the for the mom kid. leaving for the kid right 
And so he just, yeah, had lost control in his family and he couldn't control anything. So he just started bashing the brains in of his classmates. Yeah. <laughs> and there yeah. you go. Whew, what an episode. Yeah, an episode. I will say, I feel pretty confident that I think that this is a strong contender for my top five. Wow. I want to put that out there. An We're early, only on episode seven. An early, an early lead, but I think that that one, there's a very good chance. I cannot commit to that because my top five last season ended up totally different than I thought that it would. Right. So obviously, it is only episode six. We've got some ways to go. But I, I would say... Of the ones we've watched so far, that one is the first one where I'm like, that could definitely be a top five. Yeah. It's so, good. It's a good one. It's good. I like it. Um, anywho, that brings us to the end of the episode, I guess. That does. Um, so, this is where we talk about social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts and really paying attention to how they ask people to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh-huh. And what I've noticed is in a lot a lot of them, they just go for one thing that they want you to do. Okay. Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we just ask We're asking you, too much. We're asking too much. But I also read an article that you need to make sure you always ask them to subscribe. Okay. So is that the one thing we do? Sure. Su- subscribe, friends. Yeah. Subscribe. If you haven't already, hit that. What do they say on YouTube? Smash that subscribe button. I've you ever watch influencers in on YouTube? They're no. always like, smash that subscribe button. I'm, an, I'm a grown-up. I don't watch influencers on YouTube. I don't often watch influencers, but sometimes it's the noise I need to fall asleep. <laughs> I really like these YouTubers. If it's, not, if it's not power washing videos or old episodes of Cougar Town, it's influencers <laughs> on YouTube. Listen, Cougar Town is an underappreciated show. <laughs> Problematic at many times, but... <laughs> Good. But good. Good for the comedy and the Busy Phillips. Okay. I okay. love Busy Phillips. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Um, Smash it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do that. And then while you're doing that, head on over to Instagram and yeah. follow us at the follow Unknown us. Subject Podcast. Um, definitely the best place to get in touch with us. We post pretty regularly there. We do. At least once a week. At um, least, if, at least. If I remember to do my job, it's twice a week. Yeah, <laughs> but if, even if I forget, Kelsey's always on it. I try to be for your Wednesday afternoon to Posting. early evening. Yeah. Post. Yep. Um. So yeah. So thanks for listening. Um. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Unknown Subject. Um. We'll be back again next week. But until then, what? My tagline just completely exited my brain as I started it. Do you need me to start it? Um, No. As they say, (laughs) as they say, when they catch the unsub, it's it's over. over.